Semi Arif joins us in studio. He knows more than you can imagine. Is President Barack Obama a Muslim? Because you know it's going to be a zoo. It was already a zoo. Did anything happen while I was gone? Haven't you noticed the whole place is on fire? Let me tell you why you're here. But they can only speak in question. Are there side effects? Or? Just diarrhea. My first guess is... Semi, semi, semi. Knock, knock, who's there, this guy? Lesser known somebodies. Welcome to Africa's 8th Best Podcast with me, Samir Arf, and today I have an international guest for you. He comes all the way from the land of the UK. His name is Dane Peptiste. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, completely. Yeah, my yeah. dad's favorite comedian. Uh, my dad was bitterly disappointed to realize that you weren't the guy from Man's Not Hot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Michael Dapper. I, yeah. I, I know him very well, man. Yeah, very, I know. Very talented I, comedian as well. I, I follow you on the socials and I'm jealous of your life. Oh, no, don't, <laughs> never, don't believe someone's life based on the socials. No, specifically yeah. you, because I find your comedy very thought-provoking. I enjoy it. Plus, Dean, my friend Dean is here. Another excellent podcast if you guys listen to it. Um, this is the first uh, black national Briton to be nominated for an award at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which tells me two things. One, superbly talented. And two, it shouldn't have taken that long for yeah, a black yeah. national to oh, get a nomination. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, very uh, amazing to have the award. And uh, yeah. I think it's led to a, uh, a broadening of the comedy landscape in the yeah. UK. And uh, I think where before uh, the narrative wasn't considered, uh, or the black British experience wasn't yeah. considered, uh, people, uh, their palettes are a lot more open to it. So you've seen a big change yeah. in the comedy landscape. So yeah. in that respect, it's cool, man. And uh, yeah, it was surprising it's not happened before, but uh, since then, it's happened a few times. I've been in a few and as well. tell me about your experience here in sunny South Africa as a foreign comedian. Um, it's great, man. I mean, as you know, as a comic, you travel a lot, quite yeah. a bit. Uh, for me, um, I've traveled to uh, as far as like Australasia, I work in the States, uh, continental Europe. So it was just uh, crazy. I felt I had that's a lot chance. of good work, bro. Africa's yeah, yeah. Uh, to come come to Africa when you have all of those avenues. That's a that's yeah, a dope thing. But I feel like if I'm gonna do these, I had to include Africa as well. And I think yeah. especially if you're a comic where you're uh, discussing race relations and the social climate, then. Uh, you can't really leave uh, South Africa and history out of that conversation. Yeah. So uh, I definitely want to come out here and get a feel for the narrative from, uh, you know, indigenous uh, South Africans here yeah. as well, uh, as well as to see if my stuff kind of flies here as well and see how it matches up. I heard it did, so I think you're safe on that oh, one. Oh, good, yeah. Good yeah. Did, you, um, did you go to the Apartheid Museum? I oh, didn't get a chance, no, no, because um, it's been oh, a flying visit, but I wish I, I wish I could have done Now you have to come back, bro. Hey, that's if fine, that's fine. I'm bro, I'm, I'm, no, I have no problem with that. So um, You have to yeah. come back. If you ever want to feel sad about human atrocities, yeah. Apartheid Museum is the number one world destination for that. It does not start off good. I, myself, have never completed the tour. I get about two-thirds in. I'm just like, this is too much for I get, me. I, get <laughs> I remember reading a book on the Rwandan genocide, and I was like, oh, I don't know if there's a book. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's nothing like Rwanda, Hotel Rwanda. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, like it's bad. And yeah, I was like, I don't know if, no, if I can believe in anything anymore. So, I mean, it's definitely something I include, because I was uh, privileged enough to go to uh, Nelson Mandela's house. Oh, uh, in Soweto? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Villacazi Street, yeah. It was a great, yeah, really humbling experience. And then obviously around the corner, Desmond Tutu. Yeah, Desmond yeah, Tutu's yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea. It's around the corner from each other. Like, it's just borrow a cup of sugar from each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> and how's the, how's the safari? Because I remember you sent me a DM on Twitter uh, yeah. saying, go, we're going on safari. And I was just like, whoa, okay, this the first day here? Dope. Yeah, yeah, it had to be done. Um, yeah, it was amazing. It was everything I expected it to be. Uh, got to hang out with some lion cubs. Uh, although they don't like lion teenagers, they were pretty big. They were pretty big. <laughs> Apparently, they were only like four months, but like, yeah, they were. They were nah, they're big massive. I, yeah, yeah. I I went to the Lion Park. Uh, I did this campaign for a local radio station here, like a, mm -hmm. two years ago, uh, for Talk Radio Seven Hundred Two. They sent me to the Lion Park. Yeah, yeah. 
I've never seen so many white people upset when I posted a picture of myself in a lion cub. Like, do you know these people, these animals are kept in cages. Yeah, you know yeah. what you're doing. I was like, yo, my man, you know how close I... As a person of color, getting close enough to a lion is already a family achievement. Exactly, it's a big you deal, know? right? It's a yeah, we, deal. we don't normally do that. So yeah, and I and I feel like it's like more of a reserve than like yeah. zoo. So uh, yeah, came came. Across, I I wasn't under any inclination that the uh, animals were being mistreated and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I, of course. And not. I asked them, and they seemed fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see the difference between I didn't know there's a diff- there were white lions. I always, I only yeah. thought Pepper came in white. Exactly. I was like, yeah. wow, lions yeah. are white as well. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. And um, how's your experience of load shedding? Oh, what's it? Load shedding. Have load you? Shedding? Yeah, load shedding. I'm not sure if I've done that. Uh, wait. Okay. Cool. Hold on. Uh, just speak more into the microphone yeah, yeah. a bit. So um, no. much, low, much of, much load shedding you. is the lack of electricity in South Africa. Oh, I did see. Oh, yeah. Saturday, yeah. So Saturday, I played uh, the Goliath Comedy Club. Yeah. And as we were making our way there, it was like it's gotten real dark around here. <laughs> and, uh, and a few uh, memos from the driver about the Guptas. And, yeah. Yeah. And oh, bro, about I'm infrastructure. Dying, I'm, I'm not even lying. I actually think I actually just wanted to speak to someone about it today. I'm done. <laughs> it's this is like my twelfth hour of it. I I can't. Yeah. I yeah. Can't. And this is before elections like elections are in may i'm just may 8th is the election day i'm just scared what happens on may 9th because i just at this moment in time stage six load shedding for me is someone coming to my house and blowing out candles i can't i can't (laughs) can't deal with it yeah you may have to get may have to stack them up this happens my my sister stays in london right Mm -hmm. uh she works for um the Secret Service there, uh, the NIA. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. she's deep. She's not double O status, nor does she know anything about double O, which is a bit whack. But she mm-hmm. she arrived uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and she's just like, shit, you know, I left and there was no load shedding. And, you know, back home, back in England, there's none of this stuff. And I was no, just yeah, like, yeah. why do you sound like you would support Brexit? <laughs> can you calm down? When people don't have access to electricity, you can bring out the worst in people. So um, tell me, how did you get in- involved into stand-up comedy? Um, so I, the first comedy show I ever saw, I was 15, and I was, uh, I'm from South East London, and there's a, a theatre called the Catford Broadway. Yeah. I went there with a few friends. And I was kind of in stand-up before, but I guess my first uh, introduction to comedy was more sketch. Yeah. So and my family uh, are dual uh, residents of the UK and the States, so I'd go over there a lot and see my family. So I started to get um, me made aware of stuff like In Living Colour with Keenan yeah. Weigh-ins. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest sketch shows, as well as uh, French and Saunders and all of the normal British alumni you'd know. Yeah. So that was kind of why I first got into comedy. And then we got cable at my house. And one of the shows that used to come on BT was BT Comic View. Yeah. That was hosted by D.L. Hughley. And I kind of fell in love with it and how it was done then. And I think when I went to that theatre show, I was 15 years old. D.L. Hughley was on uh, a British comic called Leah Muhammad. And Russell Peters was the opening act who was relatively oh, wow. unknown. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird because like it's, I always find it weird when comedians or f- tell the story about how they found comedy it's generally something that they they find like in their teens and they're just like yo yeah. this thing is cool because I remember for me we, the only things we had in comedy that was on television mm-hmm. uh, this is and this is before we had like um, multi-choice which, uh, which would give us more access to more television stations but we had like SABC 1 mm-hmm. was on national broadcast 2 and 3 and I don't even think we had ETV at the time but uh, there was a, sh- a local sketch show called Pure Manate. Yeah. The one episode they had was just the comedians that are on the sketch show mm-hmm. um, doing ske- uh, doing stand-up. There's a Muslim guy called Riyad Musa who's like yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, I've opened for him throughout my whole life. Oh, cool. And uh, I was just like, yo, Muslim people can do this? Yeah. That's dope. I'm here. Of I'm, course, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here for this. And Because and the, the only other thing we had other than Pure Manate was Martin. Yep. Uh, yeah, 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 and in living color. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. The, and when you speak to most POCs, like that do comedy, like yeah, they watch either one of the two. It's yeah. like yeah, in living color, yeah, Martin. Yeah. 
And it's cool. And how long have you been doing it for then? So this is my ninth year. Although I oh, wow. had, so after I was like a teenager, I was kind of like, I love what this is. And yeah. it's like, oh, so you can actually be a professional class clown. This is amazing. Yeah. But then I was like, I didn't really know how to pursue it because I said, um, just even the fact that being the first black British nominee, there was no real uh, path to kind yeah, of there's no footprint, comedy. Yeah. No footprint. I hadn't really had any kind of theatrical background. Like my dad's yeah. a mechanic. My mom was a nurse and a youth worker. So kind of I guess I kind of closeted myself and yeah. would do stuff with my friends and kind of do yeah. skits myself and never really was able to consider it as a career and uh, then went to university watch, yeah. did the stuff and then it was like 2009 what did you study at university by the way business management so it was nothing yeah, it's completely, nothing, nothing creatively yeah, rated nothing. at all yeah I have a BA LLB and honours in journalism yeah. None of that. None of it used on stage. But uh, but then to an extent, it kind of is. This is so like you know the journalism. I mean, there's a certain yeah. level of investigation and research you yeah. have to do into comedy as well, and uh, kind of yeah, you know, and business is a social science. Yeah. And I feel like, especially if we live in a very global capitalist focused world, yeah, you can usually work out the motivations of most people based on following the money trail. Yeah. So yeah. actually, that's kind of help you to work out how people's minds work. And that's a cool you know, dynamic. I've, like I always say that you know. Even as like when you do stand up and you you have an academic background, you look at things uh, a bit more critically and yeah. you kind of work out formulas for yourself. So it's weird exactly. that you look at you study business management and you're just like, okay, cool, I can work out things in a business management sense. Exactly. So in the context, yeah, yeah. That's actually because so much, because I mean, especially because so much is invested uh, yeah. corporately into working out how people's yeah. minds work. So I remember like doing a bit on like occupational psychology. And uh, doing things on marketing and stuff, and just yeah. there's a lot invested in the working out the human mind. So there's a real element of anthropology to uh, business management. Oh, that's great. So uh, yeah, it was it was so it was quite helpful, man. But then I graduated, got a regular job. I used to work in media sales. What, you know, the, ad, uh, ad what sales. is media sales? Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't know at first because I was I was like I think I had the mistake that it was like copywriting in terms yeah. of being creative. Yeah. Um, but it's basically media sales is kind of like like classified ads in the back of newspapers or uh, nowadays it'd be like when you used to have banners on, on websites yeah. or when you're about to watch something you want to see on YouTube and yeah. it would just be like a pre-roll video yeah. and you just sell that space to advertisers. Because so. there's this white guy that keeps on popping up on my feed on yeah. Instagram and YouTube. I can't remember what his name is. Like It's like Martin Bester or something like this or Martin Eurster. I can't remember but all he does is tells me, do you like want to improve your social media presence? I'm like, no, dog, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, dog. Yeah. And I just want to find out from the people that sell the Get rid of my algorithm. Get me out of your yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're terrible people. Well, I mean, they're desperate people. I wouldn't yeah. say terrible people, but I was like, this is not what I want to do. Yeah. And, and how it, long did you do it for? Uh, quite a while. I think I started after I graduated. So the first hmm. job was maybe mm, mid two thousands. How old are you now? Thirty seven now. You're looking young for 37, dog. Know, know. You are looking good for it's 37. A, it's, it's Africa for you, man. And trying, to drink, <laughs> trying, to, trying to drink a lot of water and, and, ha and have a job I enjoy. And, do, and yeah. Do you feel like you came back from the, to the motherland? Or that being said, do you not come from the motherland? We all come from the motherland. Oh, we all come from yeah, the motherland. Yeah, we all come from the motherland. So yeah, it is coming back to the motherland. And uh, for me, well, my ancestry is actually yeah. Nigerian, so my family are Igbo. Uh, oh. Um, but. Yeah, I feel like yeah, definitely coming to the motherland, and it's, and it's definitely uh, enriched my palate, and I want to do a lot more. And it's been great meeting the other uh, uh, comics from other African nations yeah. and stuff. And I'm hoping to come back. And well, you definitely have the caliber because I looked at your website and the amount of hours that you've put out between 2015, uh, 2014, 15, 16, 17. That's an hour each year. That's a tough yeah. thing to do. Well, it's, con it's content is 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 the is the, is the yeah. new uh, I guess the zeitgeist. So the more you can put out, the more people yeah. want to consume. But for me, it's kind of like 
because I had done jobs which I felt I, w- I should be doing for yeah. so long, it's like storing all this stuff up for so many years. Yeah. So when it, in the end, so I just left my job 2009, started comedy in earnest 2010. And genuinely for me, being able to do something I love and actually yeah. make a living from it is like, it's like if you were told you're being blind, you're going to be blind your whole life and then you wake up and you can see one day. Yeah. So I would try to make up for all the lost time. So a lot of the comedy is like, a large part of it is reflection on my experiences from before and how I can now interpret them. And just being having the opportunity to be able to critique stuff, investigate stuff, and not have to do it with the confines of corporations. Yes, of so I can call bullshit on things now yeah. without having to like manage my language because of it might make my director or my manager uncomfortable. Tell me more about starting comedy in the UK, mainly because... Um, so I'm going up for like three months in yeah. June, July, August, and I cool. I can't get myself a single gig, bro. It's like some of the toughest things, and I'm starting to think that maybe they just don't want anybody to perform there. And oh, that, they they can't stop you. They, they can't, can't stop me. No, there's so there's so much there's so much comedy. So I always say like British comedy scene is very similar to uh, British football in that it's yeah. probably one of the bigger ones and. But it comes from the fact that it's has so many of its patrons and so many of the people that contribute to the scene are from different parts of the of the planet. So yeah. in the same way that like foreign players enrich the league, it's the very it's very very. Similar. Oh, I hope so it can be the Thierry Henry of of England, bro. It can, be, it, it can be done. Or the, or the, or the Mo Salah, whichever you yeah, whichever, whichever you we want to do, bro. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I can ah, I can cool, only cool, do that. Yeah. Are they so, an Arsenal fan? Yeah, yeah. But it's, wouldn't that be Crystal Palace? It Crystal would be. But originally, Arsenal started off in Woolwich Arsenal. So oh, it was one yes. of my, so they were one of my closer, closer teams. Look at then, us knowing our soccer history, yeah, exactly. football history. Wow, this what a it, good yeah. life. No, it's, it's global. No, it's like, because it's. I've always wondered like how different, I always, okay, just tell me this starting out in a scene over there, right? Yeah. And then I'll compare it to the South African comedy scene. Um, starting out in a scene there, you're actually kind of spoiled in the UK because there's so many gigs. There's yeah. so many gigs at a, at a uh, entry level. Yeah. There are loads of gigs. And I, and I guess the normal path is like when you're performing, you're, a lot of stuff in like pubs, back rooms yeah. of pubs and stuff in the corner of pubs 80% of your audience are other comedians so it's really just uh, trying to get through the bog and the mire of the sewer of everybody else yeah. it's, it's at that level is quite uh, saturated so I think it's similar to most people the only difference is like we just privileged in that there are so many places you can get up and they're not necessarily mean that there will be always be good or amazing gigs but of you course. have a lot more opportunity to hone your craft because yeah. if you are uh, once you get involved and you get, re- and what happens is normally a lot of comedians at an entry level because they want more stage time, they'll have their own gigs. So there's a lot of opportunity there. And, I, and the only thing you need to be mindful of, I guess, is try and do gigs that have been around as long as you have, even if that is like a small amount of months. But it just gives uh, you so much opportunity to get up and stuff. So yeah. there are a lot of people who uh, gave me spots very early on mm-hmm. who uh, I still have a lot of time for, man. And uh, very early on in my career, because I, I definitely wanted to. Because I'd done a nine to five for so long, I wanted to like give it all up, give my car back, and almost like take a vow of poverty just to focus on comedy alone. So a lot of people poverty is not a good thing in comedy. It's not good. It's thing. not a good it's thing. It's not a good, thing, not a good, thing, not a good thing. It's not a good thing. But it's a big part of it with any, all the creative industry that it takes like a lot to make money. I stopped going on stage for like sixteen months until I went to go to the arcades. I went with a girl, and then I went to withdraw money, and then instead I only had fifty eight rand left in my bank account. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, man! I guess I gotta go do this thing again. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> It, ha- it happens, man. Like it's, it's, and I think, like I said, I think most people in the creative industries can relate. And I guess I had gone for comfort and doing a regular job. And then yeah. when I started doing comedy, and I was enjoying what I was doing, but the financial side was just woeful. Like yeah. I'd never been in a position where you look in your wallet and you're like, this is all the money you have. But it, but it, it pushes you and it drives you. And I think um, worrying about stuff like covering bills and yeah. was holding me back. So, um, and at the same time, it's like even now, like 
comedy's been a lot more lucrative and I can and I'm making a comfortable living from it. But at the same time, I always try and ignore that fact because yes. one of the biggest attractions to me doing this is that it's not it's not a it's it can be hard work, but it's not a job. Yeah, and you know, at some point you get desensitized to the money anyway. Also, people get complacent in it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you and you never want to be in that position where you're like, I can just grind out a result, like going back to a football analogy, and, yeah. and still get paid either way. So, yeah, because yeah, once you lose the passion for it, you can still hold the room together. But as I said you can see. Yeah, you, you can always you can always tell the guy that is um, he's done it so many times, but doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like you can always see, like even though you can control the room, just like yo, this guy is just it's hollow. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, like, yeah. you can hold the room together, but yeah, yeah you, you, you like you're going day by day now, and you're just like, yo, my man, do something, do something, oh, do yeah. something else for it. Just go away from it and come back because, yeah. like, a big part of comedy as well, and, and I gotta be mindful of this is that you need to be able to live in order for you to, uh, of course, give an account and give anecdotes about what you experience. So, yeah. while it's good, you want to gig and do as much as possible. The more life experience you have, the more that feeds into your material. Yeah. Which is why comedy is always a good thing compared to other genres of entertainment because of the fact that the older and more experience you, and yeah. the more wisdom you gain, the more it feeds into your art. So, but like yeah. now that you say you're 37, it makes so much more sense because even the, you know, there's something about when you're in your 30s where you're just like, oh my gosh, my man, I can explain things so much easier now yeah, than yeah. anything else because in my 20s, I didn't even know what a bond was or mortgage. And my yeah. bank account was not fine. And, I, and 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 you know, I, in your twenties, you feel like you're you're older, and like I, I kind of work stuff out. And I realized yeah. now, in reflection, I didn't know anything in my twenties. So much so that I don't, I don't even most of the stuff. Like there was a point in my life from like 2006 to 2010 where I'm like, that's just blank. I don't even care what I was doing then. <laughs> I was around people I'm not around anymore. I don't care like yeah. toxic relationships and stuff. So yeah, and again, but at the same time, it get, definitely gave me some experience, and I can on of reflection course. can kind of. You know, comedy is always a tragedy plus timing. So all the stuff that yes. used to piss me off or annoy me at that time, I can look back now and laugh over it. was like working in an office or being yeah. in a toxic relationship or being around like toxic situations. And also having more of a closed mind. And, like, and comedy's definitely helped me to meet people that I would never meet within my immediate social circle. Of course, bro. So, you're traveling to Africa. Yeah. Well, yeah. Traveling to, even traveling to Africa. Even communities within the UK, obviously, there's a collection of several tribes yeah. that I wouldn't know. And um there, and it gives you an edge as well. Being open to uh, other cultures and other ideas and like and other communities again will only contribute. Like to I'm excited to art. go, bro. Even though like the rand is shit compared to the British pound. Yeah, it's been it's been amazing here. Like yeah. <laughs> I bought a round of tequilas for people, and I was yeah. like, um, I had a, such a great time. I'm prepared to take the hit on this. <laughs> when I worked out how much it was worth in British pounds, I was like, let's get another fucking Bring round. In. I'm gonna try and kill everybody in here. You're all leaving with cirrhosis. Because you're amazing people. That's how I show love as a British oh, person. Man. I love you guys and I want to kill all of you with booze. You know when you're like, yo, I'm so rich here. I can do yeah. anything. This is it. And I, yeah, so you, you feel, it's, yeah, it's like coming to Africa is like coming to America for me. You feel so, you feel so much more wealthy. I'm almost awkwardly polite to everybody. Yeah. And like, but that's because you can buy all of us, dog. Well, you don't think about yeah, it like yeah. that. At any moment right now, you could be like, I mean, we're at the West but you could buy this. Pl- you could buy a room here. Yeah, easily. exactly. And I might do it. Yeah. I, I, it's such a good time. Why not? I might, I might yeah, do it. I think it. you stayed too short, Doc. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's. It's been uh, short, but it's been sweet as well. And obviously, busy. I'm very busy, but it was. I think it was uh, a nice litmus test to come see of how course. stuff flies and check out the landscape. And it's been. It succeeded all my expectations, man. So it's, yeah, if anything, it's been a short stay and only. I mean, I'm going to Malawi at the end of the month. Oh, cool. Yeah. You should come to that gig. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm planning to because. Uh, planning to come to Malawi? So, you know, uh, Deliso. Yeah. So Deliso's kind of hooked me up with some contacts as well. Yeah. yeah, nicest guy ever, man. Ever, so, ever. And you know ever. the thing is, so happy. 
Yeah. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, he's so happy. And like, I saw him on the streets of Montreal just like running to a gig and I was like, these guys don't know how funny this person is just like walking around here. Exactly, he's, yeah. He's just a happy, He's happy a great guy, guy man. And, and again, it's been... It's been great, uh, you know, seeing his material, you know, and, mm. and seeing his perspective in on the continent as well. And uh, like I, I saw him, I saw uh, Salvador KG, he's a sapper as well. And all these guys have been amazing. So, um, oh, before Ray. So, oh, yeah, Ray, Ray from so, Big Mouth Entertainment. So, Ray from Big Mouth Entertainment. Hey, what up, girl? How's things? Been, yeah. How's things? How's Are you things? getting a special shout out? I love your hairstyle. How are you, my dad? It's dad? great. Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, Ray doesn't have a mic right now. Do you want to speak? You, you don't want to sit, you, can okay. sort of, you can sit down right over here. You can say bye. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, yeah. you've made a lifelong friend. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> hey, Ray, Is can it? you book me for PE, please? Thanks. <laughs> Will you answer on the podcast? Can you just leave a comment like in the review section? Just go like, what dates? <laughs> Do it, Ray. I vouch, I vouch for Simi. Oh, that's dope. Dave yeah, vouches for I me. I vouch for him. And he's available on YouTube. Exactly. So Have that's a safe real. trip. Yeah, so that's so a break. So as again, as I said, yeah. I'm, I am ridiculously and painfully. Polite. South Africans are such warm people. Don't they are, and I'm trying to endear myself to all of them. I'm like, hey, everybody, hey, everybody. Like, all the staff here, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, I'm, I'm like a Texan tourist. I'm like, hey, hey good morning. Morning. it's Friday. Hey. <laughs> so like, you spoke about that. Your some of your parents live in the U- UK, and some of your family live in the UK, some in the US. Yeah, How yeah. does that split happen? Because those are two top world countries. Yeah, yeah. And you could, you have the ability to choose between. Both of them. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. So I'm a resident of the United States as well. And uh, my aunt originally lived uh, lived in East London before I was born. She moved out there. Jesus, it's good to have like a dual citizenship of that. That's like the ultimate like dual citizenship you want, dog. Yeah, yeah. My friend Dean wants to know, do you need a visa to go to any place? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe Turkey. Oh, I think yeah. I to, yeah. Turkey and, and maybe Australia, but they, I mean, most of the time, again, one of the great things about uh, this this line of work is that you know people help me sort that stuff out because I try to stay away from the administrative side of uh, being an adult. Hey, it's <laughs> nice to be a big boy. Hey, yeah, hey yeah, it's yeah. nice to be a big boy. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Japan now for a comedy oh, festival. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, amazing! Yeah, have you been before? No, never been to Japan ever in my life. Oh, not, oh, what's not, the festival called? Um, some like the Japanese comedy festival. Yeah. Do you know how tough it is to find. They have a JP website. That's not even a dot .com. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. English on that website. Oh, cool. Yeah, but only English rooms. It was run really? by an expat. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's a cool. small, small theater. It's like 40, 50 seats. It's not even a theater. It's like a, it's a bar. But, but, you, it's get, but like, you get to go to Japan. Hey, my man, I'm down for Japan. This I'm going to be eating onigiri, ramen, and anything I can chow. This and then it. use that money to <laughs> try live there for 18 days. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Right? Yeah, no, it will be amazing. And yeah. the food will be great. And uh, I, I maybe hope to, I might follow you there, Simi, because uh, I like... No, we're going to Malawi together, dog. 15,000 kwanchas is like 5,000 rand. And that's like one ticket. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, no. nice. I looked at the prices because I converted it. And like my gardener, mm-hmm. he's from Malawi. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, I was like, yo, Kajasi, look. And then he looked at the ticket prices. He's like... Fuck, what does this guy do for a living? <laughs> this is a lot of money for this guy. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, so he's, and he's like, Simpson, uh, what do you do? I was like, no, I, t- I tell jokes, Kajasi. And he's like, shit, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is some, some good ass stuff over here. And yeah. um, do you, I only have like one super favorite comedian ever in my life. Yeah. It's not Chappelle. A lot of people love Chappelle. I do. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Kitson. Yeah. Is my God. Mm-hmm. Have you met Daniel live? Yeah. Tell several, me about him as a times. person. Um, he Several is, times doesn't sound like a lot when you say it. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I know loads of times, but okay. he's, he's a, 
as funny off stage as he is on he stage. He be. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, definitely uh, the comedian's comedian. Yeah. Uh, a, a purist. Of but, course. But um, there is a very uh, distinctive thing about Daniel in that there is almost kind of a, not divide, but there are some nuances to comedy in that there are like some comics who are more fringe and theater yeah. based and some comics, I guess, are more the classic circuit comedians. Of course. Daniel is uh, very unique in that he can do both. Yeah. To a very, to obviously, well, arguably one of the highest levels. Yes. So um, yeah, he, he's real cool, and uh, I imagine if you do meet him or see him in, uh, work in a stage in real life, you'll I be will cry. in awe. Yeah. So probably um, yeah. yeah. People, I've I've one of the quotes from another comic said I went to watch Daniel Kitson. I said how was it? She said he makes you feel like it's all gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> the, that's the shit. I have downloaded illegally, by the way. Except on one occasion where I bought a show of his. Yeah, yeah. And I spent that eight British pounds and I was just like, yo, you only has it out for 72 hours. That's how like before he is, Dean. It's like, yeah. that's the most ridiculous concept for me because he put on his website like, hey guys, I've got the show. I'm only going to have it on my website for the next 72 hours. Yeah. I was like, what? In the world of Netflix, my man, who are you to be doing this? Hey, that's a good thing about it. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't that's give a, a fuck. He does not give a fuck about that. He's like, this is what I do. Like, he doesn't care. Like, I've seen, I remember seeing Daniel do a clip. He was in Australia. I think he was doing a bit. He was like, "I could do this punchline." Oh yeah, but I'm going to use something else. Yeah. Oh yeah, that for me was, was so inspirational. There's so many times where it's like, you know, the but that's, you that's the one of the biggest gags he ever does. He did the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, but on the first day he did it, he goes on the stage and says, "I've, I've." I've got all my short jokes prepared for this five minute set. He does all his short jokes. The following year, he comes back and he's like, "Last year, I did all of my short jokes, so I'm only, I can only do this one long joke. Hope it works." <laughs> How? That's amazing. And I'm like, "No, I I love him. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love amazing. him." Who's like, some? Who are some of the your local guys that you go like, "Wow, shit." That uh, guy, I he inspires me. Or yeah, because I, I like I like this conversation whereby because obviously we all know who the greats are yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, I always say like I always am inspired by the people I get to work with on a regular basis. So um, I'd you say, work with some dope guys, dog. Tears. Yeah, yeah. Tears, 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 you must understand yes. as a Muslim person when I see yeah. tears, I'm just like, oh shit, and it's still a possibility. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah. well, I mean, we're Muslim concert. We got Tears, uh, yeah. Chief Lovejoy, who's been to the continent. Yeah, uh, a great guy to check out is Nabil Abdul Rashid. Yeah, yeah, he's a great friend of mine, and uh, he's cool. Um, other comic, Josh Howie is a great yeah. comic I'm working with. Catherine Ryan, who's definitely helped. I've met me Catherine Ryan on. a few times. Yeah, yeah. so Catherine's amazing as well. Um, my friend Ola Gambaja Biamala, who's come and he's done the Joburg Festival as well. Yeah. Check him out. Guy so how, how many gigs are you doing a night? It sounds like you're working tremendously harder than most comedians. Yeah, I mean, I, I try and stay busy. And like I said, and I, and I don't, it's not really like a, trying to be the teacher's yeah. pet. It's just, I know, I've seen the other side and I always consider um, the alternative and also the people on the other side of the microphone. So uh, I'd say it varies. So like, when you start off, I'd say I'd be doing maybe sometimes five, six gigs a week. Yeah. Uh, whereas now I might, some weeks I may do the same. Other times I might be touring, uh, doing podcasts, yeah. uh, writing content. Uh, I recently did a, a writer's room on a show called uh, an ITV show called Time Wasters. Okay, it's a really good show to check out if you have a VPN. You didn't I do have a VPN. So yeah, check that out. I, time, I do have a VPN. Good, good, good. So the Time Wasters is great. So I worked on that. Um, so yeah, my time's kind of yeah divided. Because you had to show yourself, Sunny D. Yeah, Sunny D. Yeah. So imagine that. Imagine being doing comedy for a few years and yeah. having the ability, Dean, to have your own show. On television. Imagine that as a South African. That is actually a yeah, it's, it's unprecedented. So yeah. that, the show came out. Uh, the commissioner for the BBC came to watch my show, asked what I had. So uh, my manager and I put together a treatment. Um, so BBC have a pro, like kind of like a little incentive where they try and encourage a new uh, yeah. experimental comedy called Feed My Funny. 
So the pilot for Sunny D came about maybe like a year or so after I'd been nominated. So Whoa. then, yeah, then became the only uh, pilot that went through to series. Whoa. And, you know, then on the back of being the first black British nominee, it turns out that's the first black British sitcom on the BBC for uh, over 20 years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that, that happened. Wow. And if you've owed those, now Whoa. The uh, I've sold the, uh, the option to um, Lionsgate. And Keenan Ivory Wayans. <laughs> wow! So, 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 Lionsgate is Lionsgate is the thing you see before you watch a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's full Whoa. circle. So it's like I watched In Living Color, and I was like, "This is amazing. This is what I want to do." And now the guy who created that, who also wrote on Eddie Murphy Raw, yeah, was like, "Yo, I think this thing yeah. is amazing." Whoa! So, he's now, so they've now put together a pilot, which they're shopping now. So it's like, and that's like um, again unprecedented since like Ricky Gervais and The Office. Yeah. So well, that's another. There's another world of comedy out there. And you'll find, yeah, and that's a great thing. There's a, there is, and that's one of the great things about doing this is that, like, we're all aware that there's kind of like it's all the stand up and the microphone. Yeah. Once you get into this, there's so many ways you can diversify in terms of the audiences you reach and the kind of ways that you employ comedy or your performance. That so is there, so there is definitely manically. a whole world of comedy out there, and uh, I'm. And I'm South sure Africa is an untapped resource. Now, I'm starting to look it, at it exactly, but it's get, yeah. but again, it's getting there. Yeah, and, and I'm starting to think like it's exactly why the people give it the term the dark continent because like it's untapped yeah, like, you don't know what to do here because there's it's all the opportunities of the future but a bit in the past yeah you're like you're like exactly what you guys don't have this down here I'm gonna be the first exactly yeah, and comedy is such an effect it's such, it's such an effective tool for that because yeah. like as you said you know being a, uh, being based in South Africa being a Muslim as well it's yeah. like it's not a narrative people hear from mainstream media of and course that's, that's one of the great things about comedy and, and even you know I mean in comics here from Mozambique and Uganda and like in Malawi and it's like you know Zambia and again this is, these are not narratives when you go further down the Sahara that you don't really hear so yeah. comedy is great in that respect and I, I definitely want to be a brick in the wall and helping this art form reached the same level of esteem as music. So like even hearing there's like a Japanese comedy yeah. festival, that should like I for me, like the ideal state of this industry would be there is a a comedy festival, maybe in every other country on earth. Yeah. That I think that's I, how it should I, work. You know, the biggest problem I find is is because like it's not like I'm it's not like I'm a newbie in comedy. Mm -hmm. Like I have a special out. Listen on somebody's guy should watch that. Um, Send so me the link, please. I will. Um, you got a VPN, Bo? I have. Of uh, course. There we go. Course. We I are tra safe. I travel too. Yeah, we yeah. are safe. We yeah, are safe. Yeah. And it's like you, you know, you do a lot of things in this in industry, which, uh, in specifically in, in a South African context, where you're like, oh, okay, cool. These are very good things that other people may not necessarily have, and that's comparing yourself around the world to stuff. Yeah. And then. You get that first knock where I was just like, okay, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to apply to a bunch of festivals. Yeah. And every single one of them come back to you going, ah, howdy boy, sorry this time. Maybe next yeah. year, try it. Like every single Australian comedy festival and the Edinburgh Free Fringe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I suffered. I suffered. So this year I'm just like, you know, I'm going to take all the money I have, mm -hmm. divide it by 20, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and see what England has to offer me until the money runs out or until yeah. my sister goes, you know, it's time for you to go home. Uh, my husband's coming soon. And then I'm sure she'll be fine. Thing is, the line of work you'll be doing, like, yeah. when she's coming back from work, you'll be leaving to do work. Duh. So yeah, you, yeah. You, that's, that's, that's that is one of the coolest other. things of so comedy. Yeah, it should be. So she should be fine. But um, yeah, I mean, this is these are all the these are all the makings. Like you know, we all like when I went to Edinburgh for the first time with my my debut show. Like I had, I remember literally doing like Must six six gigs a night. I did six gigs a night. Sometimes I was doing like birthdays, 
weddings, just what? to ra- just to raise the capital and stuff like that. Like I never asked my dad for money. I was like, please. And like he's like, you know, you should probably be thinking about getting a house. And I'm like, yeah, I have this other idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh no. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, what the hell? So yeah, yeah. He was like, what? But I remember I remember like speculating on that. Yeah. And uh, that's such a very good question to ask because I always find with people of color, our parents are very concerned about your financial oh, status. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you're creative. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily white people. You guys got that thing down. Yeah, kind of got, uh, yeah, got that breath tell to, us to what fail. You st- please tell us what you told your parents. But uh, as people of color, you're just like, you know, we're like, Dad, I'm going to tell jokes. Mm, are you? No, yeah. you're not. <laughs> he, do you know what, do you know what, the funny thing is, my dad was probably a lot more uh, relaxed about the whole thing. My mum was the one who panicked a lot more because I guess yeah. mothers had that maternal yeah. thing of, will you be able to support a family? Uh, yeah. You're going to have grandkids one yeah. day and I'm not getting yeah. any younger. So when my dad, he was pretty chill about it, man. And I think we had the relationship where he knows, about, well, you fuck this up. You, I'll yeah. kill you. So, do, you have, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a twin sister and oh, I have yes, an older course, sister yeah. and stuff as well. And, um, you know, my... Uh, it's funny because it was like my twin was always uh, interested in the creative industry. Yeah. And we have very, se- even though we're twins, we have very separate lives and yeah. we're very much like, uh, we're different sides of, on, of the same coin. So mm. we're very opposite. And uh, and then things changed. And so actually does sales and obviously I'm in the creative industry and I felt I probably neglected the yeah. uh, call, the calling. It's weird when you say opposite because maybe she's just like, I was also doing comedy while Dane was doing this media marketing job. Yeah, yeah. no, she was. <laughs> she was. She wanted to like present shows and stuff. She was. I mean, she'd done pretty well, like, and like in heats for like MTV competitions and stuff. And like my sister went. They went to like dance school and stuff. Oh, so wow. they were a lot more involved in the creative industries than I was. But um, I mean, now it kind of works out for her because now yeah. she gets the same kind of fame without having to do any of the work. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, so, do, so, so she's fine with that. Yeah. And then my old my older sister was uh, massively supportive and stuff and. I mean, um, like I said, I went to Edinburgh, had nothing when I got back, spent all the money of I course. had. And yeah. uh, I remember even asking my older sister, you know, even though she's paying a mortgage and looking after her children, like, can I please just borrow some money just to cut my hair? <laughs> and uh, just because just, that's, how, that's how I was There's destitute. There's that Hannibal Buress documentary on Netflix where he yeah. does Edinburgh for a month. Is yeah. it like that? Yeah, I was, there, I was there when he, he filmed it. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, but it, it's very much like that. I mean, Edinburgh is... Uh, most communities describe it as like comedy boot camp. Yeah. In that, what would normally take you a, a month material you can hone, you can maybe do that in a day, because you can do like it's yeah. literally from like midday to midnight. You can be doing back to back gigs. Gigs. Yeah. It's a great way of it's and it's a great inexpensive way of making contacts and being able to travel and stuff. So yeah. for me, it was like it was great. I off the back of Edinburgh, I ended up doing gigs in Norway, uh, Estonia, and Eastern Europe. I was in Finland, done shows in uh, Latvia as well. And these are places I wouldn't even think about going, yeah, you know, myself. Course. So doing that, and then going to do the Melbourne um, Comedy Festival as well. Yeah. So do you ever get to like Latvia or like Norway, and then you don't do you don't do well, and then you just like, fuck it, you guys come see me in the south side of London, <laughs> yeah. bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just see a, a home, yeah. A home yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. see a home game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. but no, it's, it's it's for the most part, it's, it's gone pretty well. I think, yeah. It's like it's like any other circuit. Some games yeah. go well, some some are tough and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm always. It's more me proving myself to them in that, you know, I'm dealing with an audience who are not only bi or sometimes trilingual, but they're also being able to understand certain idiomatic phrases or like some colloquial terms that, so as long as you slow down and pace yourself, so, and then seeing the other comics as well, who again, they have all different nuanced comedy depending on where they're from. And again, they're still being able to play with the English language and still have funny punchlines and stuff as well. So really, I think even though, there is a British privilege of the fact that English travels throughout the world. Of course. It's um, 
I one of the reasons I work so hard is because I I need to keep the standard up because these people yeah. won't be able to do this in another language. Yeah, I, so. I always say it's so weird because if you look at the South African comedy industry, I go English is probably the the biggest because it's because it's English. Yeah, it's the biggest scene. But if you go to any of the like our vernacular gigs, mm -hmm. I went. There's a guy called Mashabele. Mm -hmm. um, he's a African comedian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a place called Carnival City. It's about 40 kilometers, uh, 40 minutes outside of Joburg. 5,000 seater. Oh, shit. Sold out. Nice. Not one night, two nights, three nights. You're like, Amazing. whoa, what is this guy doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you're like, you don't see him play the same rooms as you. No, no, exactly. He's, he's doing his own thing, man. And, and, and it shows you, like I said, there is a market for everything, man. And like, I just you get know. scared if he ever decides to do a gig in English. Fucked. Well, yeah. Fucked. He might. He'd probably try it. Yeah. But, it's, but it's like even, but it, yeah, it doesn't stop, man. Because like you know, you got someone like Eddie Izzard, who was yeah. already a proven, globally renowned comic. Who I mean, that wasn't enough for him. Like he wanted, yeah. he wanted to do comedy Dude in German, Russia, yeah. French, and Russian and stuff. So. It's inspiring to see, man. Oh, he actually came down a few years ago. He tried to do that 27 marathons. Yeah, and he, he yeah. got through to nine. He was like, uh, I don't care about Mandela that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, nah, I'll, just do, this, I'll just do this gig for you guys. Yeah, just do, the, do the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can say everything you need to say yeah. then. Because yeah. 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 Uh, he was shooting, actually he was shooting a television show uh, along with it. He was doing 27 marathons for 20, uh, for each year Mandela was in prison. Yeah. Got to the ninth one, got injured. And then... Of course. So, I, yeah, of course. so every day he wants to run 26. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's... Like, stop it uh, yeah, stop. Eddie I love you man but yeah. just I want everyone who runs marathons to understand the first person that ran a marathon died yeah <laughs> that's what happened do you know South Africa we have a very famous marathon called the Comrades Marathon mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah it's 89 kilometers yeah 89 kilometers it goes from Durban which is a beautiful place if, yeah, you, I heard. if there's a part of Africa you need to go to Durban I've heard one. I'm a gum, gum and man. so it goes from Durban to one of the smaller towns just outside of Durban called Peter Maritzburg mm -hmm. and the whole story behind it is that uh, the mayor of Cozina uh, Town needed to get a message to the mayor of Peter Maritzburg and he said back in the day there wasn't like Uber yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> or email so he's just like yo man here's this note it's like what do you want to do with it Start walking, bro. You've got 89 kilometers to go. I mean, not even a bike. Yeah, nah, <laughs> or a nothing. skateboard. There's some wheels yeah, you can so push. So they do it every single year, and it's like there's always these Russian or Polish guys that like absolutely dominated it. Oh really? Yeah, and those two Russian sisters, remember them, Dean? They used to have these. They're twins. Mm. And they run this thing, and like white people run funny. That's the best way I can yeah. describe it. They well, they also do uh, power walking, I've, and made it a lady into a sport. That does that? Yeah, they made it into a sport, which is that is. Amazing. Yeah, but she has like this weird posture. Like her neck is like she puts her head on one side of her neck, and yeah. then like her arm is like cradled. Yeah, yeah. And then like, but her legs are moving faster, and I'm just like, walk straight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's like a technique. Um, it's um, a weird technique. There's a lot of. The, I think slowly society is getting more and more crazy. It's like I don't know if you guys have this war against plastic straws in England. Yes, we do. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a white person struggle, straight yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm white bashing today, guys, but to be honest, that's a proper. Like my dad lived in apartheid, and he got, he got a paper straw at a restaurant the other night. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, no, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I did not fight the struggle for this. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, give me the plastic straw, please. Well, I mean, if they're already made, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's like <laughs> yeah. you're gonna dispose of this in one way or another. Anyway, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, the fact that they want to do this yeah. makes me worry about how bad the levels are. But 
I just keep on wondering why people want to save so many animals. We also went on this whole drive of saving the rhino yeah. where we put a plastic horn on the front of the car. So we are defeating sea turtles <laughs> at the same time and it was not good. Exactly, yeah, yeah. As it, like it's it's those are such weird things I always think no, about. I think animals need saving, especially because like well, the, the which bees ones? for a start. Which okay, I'm, I'm, I'm bees cool are top tier. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool with it. Most animals. I'm still trying to work out what mosquitoes do. Malaria. Yeah. Some people need to die, Doc. Some people do need to die. You that's know, true. You always find that one person who always wanted to go. Why don't they just assassinate Mugabe? Mosquitoes. That was yeah. their job. They let us down. But we're not going to kill all of you. I don't really think we need a sea turtle. I've been thinking hard about it. Oh, no, we might. No, yeah. because like a turtle and a tortoise, turtles are cool. Uh, no, which one is the one that can be in your garden, Dean? The, the tortoise. I prefer those ones. I don't have to go near water. How do you feel about terrapins? Which ones are terrapins? Exactly. No one talks about them. <laughs> no one talks about them. It's always tortoises and turtles. Like, terrapins are a thing too, right? It's like, you know, we always, like, people always, dolphins, dolphins, dolphins. Yeah. But what about, like, narwhals? Like, yeah. they're, like, they're, they're, they're part of that group as well. No one talks Imagine about narwhals. Imagine always be, like, the number two of, like, uh, of a species. Like, there's dolphins are number one. There's, like, narwhals are like, oh, oh yeah, no one, and no one's even, no one's even yeah. heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> what are pangolins? Oh, that's the dolphin with the massive forehead. The one that looks like Vincent Company. <laughs> like an armadillo. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Yeah, I, it's, 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 I mean, nah. yeah. Dean's, I, Dean's super intelligent. Compared to me, Dean is... That's why you guys should listen to the podcast and all the other podcasts. Uh, what a great person cool. Dean I'm, is. Cool. I'm cool with most animals. And most animals, apart from mosquitoes and maybe... Uh, who else am I not particularly cool with? Some Some pigeons... They be shitting a lot. Yeah, you haven't seen rodents our pigeons here. What are rodents like here? I want to know. It depends. So at my new house, um, yeah, that's right, guys. Comedy bought me a house yeah. uh, <laughs> that my mom and dad helped pay for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we have a bat problem. But bats actually have a bad rip. People yeah. are just like, you're like, oh, bats are gonna bite you. Then literally, some people think that you become a vampire, which is impossible. But they're actually like mice. They're very, they're very nice. Sky mice. Yeah, sky mice. Uh, th th that's, their, that's their downside. They don't look good. They're like, you know yeah. when people go, he's not handsome, but he has a great personality. Bats. Yeah. Bats. This because they are very docile. But when you, not, if they just want to leave the house, they fly towards you and fly away from you. That's, Let's get out of the way. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you whose fool that is. Who? Bruce Wayne's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, bats are scary and shit. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. But, you know, they, they seem pretty cool, man. I take it you don't have any pets back in... Uh, no, like, so my, my parents are black. So uh, okay, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> what, so what, I'm going to take PLC's care... PLC's issues right? don't exactly. change. So what, what we're going to raise you and this thing? <laughs> Not a chance. So you choose at Not some point because... We've probably trained you. If this thing doesn't know how to <laughs> shit by the time it's the same age as you were, I'm not looking after it, so... We had a dog for a short while, three years, um, only because my dad was very impressed from where this dog came from. Oh, it cool. was from France. It was called a Bouvier des Flandes. And my dad was so bougie for the three years. It sounds like, bougie. This dog is from France. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there. That's what you need to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, what does it look like? Um, it's like a big, shaggy black dog. Oh, it's cool. Very, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very... And they're very, very intelligent um, and strong, but... Not meant for the Joba climate. It is hot here. Oh, yeah, you can't yeah, be wearing so an afro. Yeah, can't can't have an yeah, afro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sweat out. I, yeah. I can imagine. Can't have an afro. Yeah. I mean, I've, I was in uh, North London recently, and uh, my girlfriend, we were walking through the park, and 
it's quite a middle class area. Yeah. So there was a lot of uh, people with like it's like a dog show. Yeah. And then like <laughs> it's so funny, like and it's so funny because like yeah, middle class white people. Yeah. Like dogs and dog breeds are like cars yeah. to them. But like, we think like people be like, oh, I got a Mercedes or a BMW. Yeah. This guy came round the corner with this like dog which almost had like white like brilliant white dreadlocks and the way he was he was like he was in like a gold yeah. belly all the other dogs were like oh my oh god, god what is that <laughs> he's going crazy like there's like someone had like a beach on freezer he's like get out of here look at that oh, no hey, dogs are expensive god. I, like, are expensive. I was looking for a french pit bull because i thought i needed a new friend in my life yeah and at twenty two thousand rand not a chance no <laughs> no i mean i'm not paying 22 yeah. rand to don't clean up a friend. to clean up someone's shit don't right? need, don't need a friend there's, yeah. there's so many friends you can find on facebook i was telling dean yesterday that i've actually joined the flat earth society group of south africa cool. don't believe in flat earth yeah but i'm there for the arguments and they had to oh, send yeah. me a rigorous survey before uh, they accepted my my uh, my request they're just like, why do you want to join the Flat Earth Society group? And I was like, well, I'm tired of getting into arguments with people at bars and stuff and not having enough information to support yeah. myself. I kind of feel dumb. Exactly. Like and sometimes like, I get bored at dinner parties yeah. and I want to leave the table. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like... <laughs> and I, sometimes I just want people to go, he's crazy. And, like, and Sometimes then, that's how you people leave you alone. Yeah. Fading crazy is always, a, is always a great way Proper. of doing it. There's no sky, guys. It's just a big sun that turns a little bit. And <laughs> is that part of the narrative? Because oh, I'm the trying to understand watch the, the docu on thing. Netflix. Yeah, because I'm gonna because because is it like so? Do they think you can actually walk off Earth without gravity affecting you? Uh, no, you get to this massive. You know those worlds from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, that separate the White Walkers and Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the world that uh, is really? around the, well around the flat Earth. And see. so you get all the way to Antarctica and you're just like, mm-hmm, okay, wall. And it's like a kind of like, yeah, ethereal, and then like ethereal wall and you're like... And then some people believe there's like a cling wrap around the flat earth oh, that see. protects us from... Listen, don't look at me like that, Doc. No, no, I'm, I'm intrigued. This is a look... Yeah. Oh, you have piqued my interest. Cause today, so what are their views regarding uh, the alignment of planets in general? So is it like Conspiracy. Earth's flat, Mars is... There's no other planets. <laughs> Yeah, it's a projection of stuff. So there are no other planets in the Milky Way galaxy nope. other than our own. Nope. Yep. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, technology has gone so uh-huh. far that we now still have medieval peasants. But if you don't believe it. in the technology, you don't have to listen to that argument. It's like if you told me, That's yo, true. TV exists, and I was like, what's television? Then you're like, well, it's a, it's a screen that shows moving images. And I go... Yeah, sure it is. Exactly. And yeah. then you take me to the TV and you show me it. I go, mm-mm, you're trying to fool me here. Yeah. That's literally the... Burn the witch! <laughs> <laughs> Burn that, the witch! That's literally it. And it's another thing I want to say. When I was watching the documentary, I counted two people of color. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be, there'll be about two. Yeah. And, but, know, and, and, and you know what there. type of people of color they are? They they don't want to be people of color. Yeah, 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 you, know, yeah. you know them. Yeah. You know them. Yes. Because any <laughs> any we have gone through too much. That's why like I used to have this joke where I used to say, like, that's why aliens don't fuck with people of color. They, they only do. fuck with white people. Well, we say this. This is what I find interesting as well. You know it's the kind of people who always look the kind of people who get abducted by aliens also look like the kind of people who have a problem with illegal aliens. Yes, 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 all the time. You know, all the people time. that say stuff like all illegal aliens are also <laughs> people that get, adopted, get yeah. abducted. And I'm like, if mm-hmm. I was an alien and I was looking for someone to, uh, you know, try to get a feel for uh, humanity, yeah. would I go for a middle American? Nope, not at all. Most closed-minded, like, not at all. isolated people there is? Like, not at all. I always go like, yo, if, you, if we're capturing racist attacks on our phones, yeah. yo, my man, I've caught an alien numerous times then. I'm waiting for someone to abduct me. I, exactly. I can open up my iPhone now with my face. Please, girl. 
at any moment. Exactly. At any moment. I used to get so pissed off with it because I always used to think like if an alien did happen to come down and I'm walking the streets and he was like, eh, take me to your leader. I'd literally be like, ah, sorry, man, I don't have any coins for you. And I'll continue Even walking. Even if you about it. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing though, Simi, you have to consider yeah. because you said if aliens come down, where well, they come they from the bottom? Whoa. Exactly. What does that mean? The orientation of the universe, you know? Whoa. Yeah, I think I remember Immortal Technique, the rapper was kind of like, you know, why, I mean, and even the fact that we perceived them as either carbon-based life forms or in the three dimensions that we're yeah. aware of. It's just, I, I just think, you know, let's work out because we don't even we've not we don't even know what's yeah. in the bottom of the ocean yet, much yeah. less. Yeah, let yeah. alone what's in the skies. In the skies, yeah, yeah. Whoa, you know, and I feel embarrassed when I say this. When I was a kid, I used to rub my eyes, and you know, you see those little like, yeah, yeah. fragments like moving around. Mm -hmm. Legit, you used to think those were aliens. And I don't know. <laughs> and you, do you know, like, you know, you know what it is? I can see them. It's, it's just yeah, because uh, the receptors in your eye are get towards receiving light. The senses, it, even though it, that's a physical sense of touch. It uh, registers as a uh, light. British so, education, boy. Yeah, yeah. British education. No, no, that's, Bri that's British uh, oh. uh, self-education. Oh, that's British self-education yeah, because at school we just learned about the different bodies of the uh, of the locust. It's like, oh, this is what the back part is called and the front part. Yeah, and yeah. I can't even remember it. Uh, I would say, I want to say They've, thorax. Yeah, are you there? Probably a thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's half a mark at least. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, thor the, thor the, thor also, the thorax or the, the thoracic <laughs> cavity. And I just know... It's such a everything thing to make things in half marks. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. They do, they do it in the UK as well, man. No, but yeah, that was always... I remember doing taxonomy at school. That was... And it was what? very fun. What's taxonomy? So in biology, that's like how they kind of divide up all animals and stuff like that as well. No so way. Like, we just had bio, doc. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. No, no but, but it, was a, it was like a module of biology, but it was so interesting because you work out like stuff like... A squid is a type of mollusk, so a squid yeah. is actually closer to like a snail than you I think. I feel it like I've like got octopus. bunch of education all of a sudden. Like this must be what like where I'm. Yeah. I did bio. I've got I got four A's and two B's, so That's I cool. was I was substantially a bit intelligent. Yeah. Um, but for a Muslim child, that's an embarrassment. Oh, God, that's, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's an embarrassment. My sister, was, my sister went to Oxford. Yeah. She got two Masters of Laws from Oxford. Super intelligent. Yeah. So you can imagine when she got married in January, how much it must have been. And she's my youngest And sister. they were like, Simi, your plans? I'm going to have um, ramen yeah. in Japan. It's going to be festival. Yeah, yeah. It's going to hey, be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm going to put an egg in it. And it's going to be so good. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally but uh, that being said a lot of people congratulated me though and for legit so for, for three hours I thought it was because I'd become an only child again and <laughs> yeah. I was like yeah you best believe congratulations yeah, it's good man you enjoy it man and, and the thing is you know your sister is very very accomplished as an academic um, but that you know, a lot of time academia is not equivalent to intelligence because you know we all know we were told that Pluto was a planet for a very long time and that was uh, what from, is it? it's I guess a planetoid they say you see, so having education hasn't got that far yet. Yeah, yeah, so you can't I mean, change the syllabus because you're dropping facts here on, but, on, on this podcast. But yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's changing. And I think that sometimes when you speak to people who are opposed to uh, creationism and religion yeah. and they uh, invest themselves in science, I think sometimes they forget that science mm -hmm. is, uh, is dynamic. Mm -hmm. So even that's always changing course, as well. Yeah. And I think religion could take from science and continue to experiment and stop being You know what it's sounding stuff. like now? Flat earther. Really? That's, yeah, flat earthers oh. start exactly like really? that. Yeah, you're quarter two, bro. You're quarter two becoming flat earther. Watch that documentary. We, we never know. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it sounds the idea that we are the only planet in the solar yeah. system is just it's speaks ridiculous. From the, that's more of the yeah. ego of being yeah. human. Yeah. In the same way that like like people living now feel like this is the height of civilization. Yeah. When you know. Yeah. It obviously isn't. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I 
one of the big part, I guess, of comedy is always trying to leave my mind open to stuff yeah. anyway. So even though Flat Earth... Well, didn't... Julius Caesar would have still been alive if, alive if he had a WhatsApp group. Well, exactly. <laughs> straight exactly, up, yeah, yeah. Straight exactly. up would have removed Brutus fast. Exactly. Fast, fast, fast. Dane, it's come to my favorite part of the show. Actually, I really, really hate that this thing is winding down because I've had such a good time. No, I've enjoyed and, it. Um, time flies. And um, I'm sorry I didn't give you the homework earlier. The homework was basically you could ask me any question. Generally, it's also there's two parts of the homework, but I didn't want to obligate you and then go this fucking guy yeah. fuck man he first he, he speaks to me in my dms and then secondly <laughs> fucking god man now he's giving me homework i fucking came here no, it's all good time. man it's all good generally it's, the uh, first piece of homework is um a song that means a lot to you mm -hmm. like it just hits you like <clears throat> yeah. yeah 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 and then you you tell me a story about it if you have one of those at the top of your head that'll yeah be great. i can think oh. of one right now okay go for uh, it the song that i means a lot to me is a song called take it in blood by nas Okay. And it's from the album It Was Written. Yeah. And I love it because it's just a, it's just listening to, because obviously there are a lot of people who have a lot of connotation what they think rap is. And yeah. That is like the greatest demonstration of how rap is almost identical to poetry. Okay. And it's just hearing someone from an environment that Nas is from. Yeah. Uh, have a stream of consciousness. Oh, that's great. And it's always been so inspirational to be like, it doesn't matter where you're from, that like if you take a look outside your window and have your yeah. mind open, you can take what seems to be the most banal mediocre things and making yeah. it into so vivid imagery and, and I um, always endeavor to try and recapture that in what I create as well. Yeah, you know a song that I've been jamming to recently and I'm very proud to admit it. Uh, there's a movie called The Greatest Showman. It's yes. a musical. Yeah, yeah, with and Hugh Jackman. Yeah, with Hugh Jackman yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's this girl that sings a, a song over there. Um, I actually got it on my phone. Hold on. Uh, I can her never her remember. name is the, the actress Zendaya? That, that yeah, actress, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, no, not, not Zendaya, not Zendaya. There's, uh, there's, so he has like this affair with like this white girl. Mm -hmm. um, but the song's called Never Enough. And it's just like because in the movie, she sings it really like intensely and I can feel how much she actually loves the other person. And I've just been jamming that. That's because also, guys, at Monte Casino on April 5th and 6th, there's a, yeah. <laughs> the Greatest Showman sing-along. Oh, <laughs> sick. I will be there. And yeah. I just want everybody to know it's not because someone's dragging me there. I'm a fan. Uh, That's so cool. I, I mean, want to get that off my chest. Wolver That's, Wolverine singing, man. Who would have thought you, it? You can't go wrong with it. You can't go wrong. And now back to my favorite part of the show. Your question to me. I can answer anything. Like I said, I'm an opinionista. Yeah. Non-gender specific cool. term. All right. What is your view? Oh yes. On a. There we go. Brexit means Brexit, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't even. I don't even know that what one. that means really, but Brexit means Brexit. No one knows what it means. No one knows. No one knows what it means. You guys have a very confusing political landscape. Very confusing. Yeah. First of all, the, you guys don't shout enough in Parliament. No, the British are very repressed, and uh, we are. We are. They're very good at. Uh, at being very subversive it, in, their, in their dominance. Because once in one of our, the openings of our parliaments, we literally had a whole party going, they're trying to inject us with syringes. <laughs> <laughs> that was manic. <laughs> we used to have the most, the coolest. When Jacob Zuma was our president, that's why like, I don't feel sorry for any American right now. Yeah, you yeah. guys are living in the golden age of Trump. Not yeah. just because of the jokes and stuff, but you guys are going to look back on this and you'll miss the guy because when normality comes, it's just good. Like, Sir Ramaphosa is our new president for now. And it is just a <laughs> bit too normal for me. Yeah. There's nothing, I think no the brazen. You, you saying going back to normal, you're very optimistic about the whole <laughs> No, the no, you, bro, you'll be amazed. At the end of Trump, whoever comes afterwards, people are going to be bummed. You'll be like, this guy wanted to build a wall. What's this guy doing? Oh, helping unemployment. Yeah, helping unemployment. Like, even if he does something bad, like oh, unemployment dropped by 2%. What? 
Like, remember back in those Trump days, dog shit. I know, but there's, there's going to be like, like I think like maybe 50 years from now, they'll be making a film based on Donald Trump and then people will be watching him thinking like, people were so stupid back then. That couldn't have happened. The president couldn't spell. That couldn't have happened. They said he, the president ate cheeseburgers every night. That is ridiculous. That could have happened. His wife is kind of like an escort with a long-term contract. This is bullshit. This is a Bond villain. This is derivative. Yeah, people straight up believe Bond it. villain. They're straight not gonna up believe Bond it. villain. villain. Um, but, but yeah, back to your question. Your question, uh, question yeah. for you is... Da, 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 she's thinking hard now. Thing. I like that. Oh, a good question. I, I always trust a man that has stronger sideburns oh, uh, yeah. to ask a good question. It's like they help me, help me, they help me. Yeah, bro, because like I'm not gonna lie, those look like side mustaches. That's Thank you. <laughs> you're they, doing well. You know, they were the first parts of facial hair that grew in my face. And you kept them forever? I, I did, yeah, because they I were have, there before the mustache and the goatee. I've had and this they, beard they since three, dog. Yeah, I've been see? shaving since four. So I understand. See, so you're over it, whereas yeah. me, this <laughs> yeah. is still like <laughs> this is still this is a right of passage for me. I earned these sideburns. This is you know, it. You're exactly. Like, yeah. I feel like I earned these. Because there's some like radical Muslims, right, that start growing their beard. But yeah. they grow it from the moment it starts growing and they never cut it. And yeah. they call that a virgin beard. And then yeah, I was just like, what makes it a virgin, guys? Why would you use this word virgin for something that's just new? <laughs> it's like, just like, I've never shaved it. Just you say that. Yeah, it sounds well, way better. Virgin beard sounds better, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just like, Muslim people need to stop that virgin thing because the next thing is that illogical, stereo, stereo, stereotypical jump. We're just like, oh, virgins, 72 of them. You guys love <laughs> yeah. them. Like, no, dog, please. I mean, but even that's, I mean, as a stereotype or as... When people like critique um, the idea of going to paradise and having virgins, yeah. I find it. I'm very cynical of people being like, "That's crazy." Is it crazy <laughs> no, it's to not say crazy. to a man in, in medieval times, <laughs> yeah. "If you do as you're told, you'll go to heaven and be able to have 72 different types of untapped yeah. pussy"? Yes, yeah. that's not because crazy. that's what it is. That's yeah. not, that's not crazy. Yeah, that like, does sound a like, bit like heaven. So when people are like, "Oh, that's regressive," I'm sorry. What what, <laughs> what part of our patriarchy is not motivated by pussy? <laughs> To critique Islam, what, yeah, what part please. are you? Well, yeah, you tell me which one has nothing to do with the acquisition of pussy. Please let me know. Please let me pussy. know. <laughs> okay, please back to your question. This so is the third time. My question. I you know. can do it. You All can right, do cool. it, bro. My question is mm-hmm. that if yes, you uh, there we go. Okay, no kidding. Looking good. out into Johannesburg yeah, yeah, is just All right. not even a good view of Johannesburg. Okay. Yes, you are. Yeah. Right, the White okay. Walkers have shown up. Dope. At the yeah. airport, they are yeah. now invading Johannesburg. Yeah. You have been tasked okay. to defend the people of Joburg. Easy. Yeah, easy. Strategy. Okay, here we go. First of all, you've got to understand one thing. Africa is not for wussies. Yeah. If any White Walkers making it over here, sure, there's things that can happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my man, this is not easy. Have you seen passport control here? Yeah, yeah, ah, that's true, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's your first. By the by, the time we get through passport control, Oratambo, we are we are ready for you. you have Have you seen that statue of Oratambo at Oratambo? Yes, yeah. That's yeah. not a high five, dog. Oh, He's I not see. putting his hand out there oh, to, okay. yeah, to yeah. welcome you in. Here. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing. Like, get the As fuck a strategy out. for White Walkers. As, you know, when you, I think about it now, I'm like, okay, cool. Firstly, they don't understand the African terrain. Do you know in Pretoria, there's the Furtreka Monument, right? Do you know yeah. why they built the Furtreka Monument? No. Because at the top of the Furtreka Monument, they can actually see any attack coming. Ah. White people are crazy. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, they love that thing. So they could see someone coming from like Johannesburg. It's like, yep, they're coming over there. So yeah. we'd have ample time. Also, we come with the Khoisan here. We didn't, you know, Shaka Zulu defend, uh, defeated the British. Yeah. Yeah, at Isan Lawana. Yeah. White walkers would. I mean, I don't even think, and plus because of our heavy crime rates, either A, they'll be robbed, or B, they'll be shot. They still, if, they, if they get through Oratambo, they have to get through Kempton Park. 
Tembisa. That's if they don't take the Khao train as well, because that shit's expensive. They're definitely not taking the Khao train. Yeah, yeah. Depends. Where do the White Walkers come from? Oh, I'm assuming Britain because of all the accents of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could afford the Khao train, which means they'll get to Rosebank. Yeah, they come yeah, with so, pounds. So that's the thing. So they can, mm. they, they, you know, so they've got a war chest. Finances are on their side. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tell you straight. I don't think they'll survive. Uh, yeah, just like there's too many things going on, and our government will just stop them. It's like because imagine this: like we get here. Load shedding that they face. They wouldn't even know what load shedding is. They'll literally be like, what do you mean there's no electricity here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aircons are on. Yeah. Which, which they definitely need in this climate. Yeah, I just... Uh, they'll die, bro. But I don't they, think... But they got a dragon, though. Oh, yeah, they got one dragon. They got one dragon. Mm. I'm trying to think, what what would dispose of a dragon here that's, like, simple? Etols. It's like, I can see... <laughs> our government decided in the year of 2010, right? We yeah. had the greatest president of all time, Sepp Blatter. <laughs> oh, we also found out he was the most corrupt president of all time. Oh, yes. But then, and we're competing with him and Jacob Zuma. That's a tough competition, a tough competition right there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they put up these things called etols, which is basically these gantries on our highways mm-hmm. where they charge you to drive on the highway. Fucked up. No white walkers doing that. Yeah, we have mm. that. We have that in the UK. You too. got that in the UK? We got tolls there. Yeah. There's one to get you from to up from like Birmingham, from the Midlands towards Manchester. There's a toll. No, no. Another one you get to Birmingham is another toll. And then there's a few to cross, like near where I live, there's the Dartford Bridge. My sister doesn't say any about these things, bro. Yeah, so she doesn't tolls. say a single thing. She probably doesn't have to. You, does she she says she has a, no. She says she has a good time between Worthing yeah. when she goes to visit our auntie, mm-hmm. and then Islington. Okay, yeah. I don't even know what that is. I don't so even know Islington how to pronounce. North London. Yeah. And is that Worthing. a good place to stay? Yeah, really, it's a nice place to stay. Siam is living it. Yeah, isn't it? But it's not cheap though. Islington is very good. I told you what Siam does for a living, dog. She's, oh, yeah, so she's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Islington, yeah. Islington's very yeah. good. It's very good, and there is a lot of good links to get to a few good comedy clubs. A lot of good comedy clubs in North London, and you're not too far from uh, the Emirates Stadium. I'm now stumped a bit with your question because I can't, yeah, I am struggling with it, but um, I just don't think they'll survive. There's just too. You know, when the Barmy Army comes here for the cricket, right? Yeah. Um, they have a good time. And the thing that they always get shocked with is not how strong their pound is, but how cheap milk is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I feel like I feel like that's the answer to defeating White Walkers by shocking them into how ridiculous Africa is. Here's some secrets as well. Yeah, if you want to defeat white people, it's the same way. Take away their milk; they have no cheese. Wow! Pandemonium. Pan- absolute pandemonium. pandemonium. Cheese for white people is not only a, a staple food source; it's also a genre of music in the UK. Is Red Leicester cheese? Yeah. Yeah, is, this, is that a genre of music? That's shit. Well, che- cheese is a, it's a type of music. I remember, like, when I cheese went. Cheese is a type of music? Yeah, I went to university with, like, uh, my white friends, and then we were in this room, they called it a cheese room, and they'll play songs like like advertising jingles and, like, intros yeah. to, like, sitcoms. And I was like, has someone's <laughs> Spotify playlist. I'm serious. I am serious. And I was like, is someone's Spotify broken? Why am I Yo. hearing, like, an advert? And they were like, this is just cheese. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you guys. That open to music and it's still yeah. rhythm you're struggling with is crazy. But yeah, they they dance to something called cheese, and it'll be like mm. they'll, so there'll be a whole dance floor people dancing to like the intro theme for. Thread. They've lost it. They've lost it. No, they have it. That's yeah. why. That's <laughs> they, have, they more than have it. That's why you can do stuff like that. Dan, it's been wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you my so friend. much for having me, man. Um, uh, do you want to share your socials just in case they you get you pick up fans from this thing, Doc? Oh, well, this uh, is Africa's eighth best podcast. That's not not South Africa's eighth best. 
Africa's atheist. Hey, that means a lot, man. That means yeah. a lot. Um, so uh, I have a YouTube channel. If anyone wants to check it out, which yeah. is open, you won't need a VPN for that. So yeah. you check out some clips. Uh, DameBaptiste.co.uk is my yeah, website. Dick Goblins was a funny, the cock funny, yeah, cock goblins, yeah, cock goblins, funny, funny line, yeah, funny I line. Mean, this is it. So uh, yeah, check check that stuff out. Uh, my uh, Dane Baptiste is my Twitter and Dane Snaptiste is my Instagram. So, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I Man, I'm, I wish I had a surname that to just do fit into things, you know? Yeah. Snap tweets, bap tweets. You'll you, uh. you work it you work it out. Once you get to the UK, you'll, okay. you'll find some stuff. I'm there, dog. I, I can't, I, when I get there, I'm actually asking you on this podcast because I, I want to have a friend there. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Can I roll with you? Yeah. Cool. Hell Will yeah. that be rolling squad deep? I've never rolled squad deep before, and I thought this would be my moment. I don't roll that squad deep. Shit. Most most people like com- comedians like they don't roll squad because deep. Because most people don't like if you have a deep squad, they don't really understand how comedy works and why you'd go to like three different parts of London for twenty pounds a piece. Okay, but, um, cool. But we roll. We'll have fun. I, I know some That's good spots I can take you to. That's dope. Uh, I'll we'll go watch an Arsenal game. My sister has a box there with the company. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, she sat next <laughs> to this person and she WhatsApp me. She's like, oh my gosh. I had such a good time with the football today. You know, I don't like sports. I'm like, yes, yeah. You've <laughs> told me you've been, you, you've gone to the Emirates, yes, many times. Well, I had such an interesting conversation with this man. He's running for mayor. Um, I don't know if you know him. His name is Sol Campbell, <gasps> and I said, broke my phone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Low cheating. Oh, you oh, see the light? Oh, okay, you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? Okay, you see? Man, oh, okay back on generator. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> White walkers are fucked, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not gonna make it here. They're, They're not gonna make it here. Thank you, Dan. Lovely. My pleasure, man. Thank you Thanks, so bro. much. Bye. Mm. Simi Arif joins us in studio. He knows more than you can imagine. Is President Barack Obama a Muslim? Because you know it's going to be a zoo. It was already a zoo. Did anything happen while I was gone? Haven't you noticed the whole place is on fire? Let me tell you why you're here. But they can only speak in question. <laughs> Are there side effects? Or? Just diarrhea. My first guess is... Simi, Simi, Simi. Knock, knock, who's there, this guy? Lesser known somebody's. somebody's.